As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome to Kindly Set Us Up, the zany podcast with zanier boys. You know the drill. We had a reservation for three and that punk-ass Kanye stood us up. You got an extra seat at the table. Come pull up a chair and listen to some gumpy-ass stories from some gumpy-ass boys. Gump! My name's Justice and over there is... Nathan. And what do we got on the docket today, Nathan boy? Ah, today we... Let's just give him a quick rundown of the first. Lanes and a little peep projects that I dropped this Friday, and then we're going to be going into uh, the uh, Drake Flogna uh, incident that occurred, and then after that we're going to be breaking down our Apple Music replays, and then uh, we'll we got some other uh, stuff, some other some other stuff going on. We're going to talk about uh, fucking streaming services, with Disney Plus and shit. Um, yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Okay, let's jump into it. We're going to start into with uh, Tori. Tori, we said. Yeah, Tori, Tori boy. Um, with his Chicks Tape 5. Chicks Tape. Chicks Tape 5. Yep. Um, the Have fact you listened to a Tory Lanez project before this? Um, Only the one, was it Memories Don't Die, that we did last year? Oh, no, it was uh, Love Me Now. We did not review that last Which, year. We reviewed some Tory Lanez project. I don't think that we was, did. Cause yeah, because John thought it was good, and we thought it was ass. Straight garbage. Well, I guess me not remembering it is a... Uh, inclination enough but um this chick's tape uh <laughs> this chick's this chick's tape five is um it's a new project you know so it's a uh, maybe a new beginning i mean he's been around for a while he's dropped a lot of uh he's dropped a lot of projects so i mean i'm just glad that this one is r&b and not rap so he's not the best rapper but i guess i can give it r&b maybe a little more he's definitely a better singer than he is a rapper because he has like maybe one or two rapping verses on here and they stick out like sore thumbs. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Justice, how'd you, uh, uh, how'd you, how'd you kick it off? How'd you feel about this project? Um, this project, it was, it was better than the last one we reviewed, but still not good. I'll leave it at that. So, like, I feel like a lot of it had to deal with the the mixing. The mixing over top kind of uh, overshadowed a lot of um, the vocals, and a lot of times, um, it didn't really help highlight. Or bring anything out of it and kind of distracting especially with the the samples were interesting though um i like the production but i think the production was better than the vocals so um having that mixing kind of over overpower i don't know what it did to my my brain but it didn't compute well it didn't make it stick out very well i didn't really have a problem with the mixing i thought the um production was pretty solid i did not know that toy lanes is a uh, self-produced until um, I started looking at the Apple Music uh, interview with him on top where he breaks down each of his tracks. Um, so 
I like it's like a, the project's like a little ode to like early like mid to late 2000s R&B like the kind of stuff that he was listening to when he was coming up um he chops and screws and samples a lot of songs from uh, those type from those from that era um and he gets features from most of the artists that he does um that he samples from uh Jagged Edge, T-Pain, uh Luda, um Ashanti uh, Lloyd, Lil Wayne. So I think it's it's a it's a it's a cute idea for a project. Um, a lot of the production I think is pretty good. Some of the production is kind of forgettable. Um, some of the writing on here is pretty solid. Some of it less so. It's a very it's very mixed for me. I'm very it's a very mixed project. There's nothing that really blew me away, but there's nothing that really like overtly offended me as a music listener either. I really enjoyed the uh, the Snoop Dogg feature. That was a good feature, yeah. Um, and the Luda. Lu- anytime you get Luda, he has such a dis- like a distinct voice that you can't miss him on a track. No matter how forgettable the song is, just knowing which song has Luda on it. Ashanti was nice, too. Um, I will say, though, what the fuck was that Lil Wayne feature? <laughs> what, the- <laughs> what in the world was that? He was so bad. Hold on, I gotta look at some of the. I gotta look at some of the lines from his verse on that one, because I was um, I was what? I can't look at the lyrics all of a sudden. What the heck? Um, yeah, that's sad. But um, yeah, Lil Wayne's verse was not very good. Um, I'm I liked I liked Jerry Sprunger. I liked the uh, that was that was a nice little track. Um, I liked Love Your Girl. That was just a very um, very. How should I put it? It was a, it was a very surprising track. Just <laughs> the way he was wording things with basically just saying like I'm fucking your girl and I'm and I'm like who do you love and she's like oh fuck that other guy like right in the middle of sex apparently like it's very it's a very um it's a very intense song. There's a lot of cheating that goes on. It's a very big theme of this project. Like a lot of a lot the, of back backstabbery because the one girl's like uh she started going out going out with him for like. Trying to like break his heart, or like I, I, I don't really know what the story was. Honestly, <laughs> there's there's a lot of uh, weird shit that goes on in this project that doesn't. It goes together, but I don't know if it really adds anything. Um, but all in all, it wasn't as bad as his last one. What was the track with a uh, fool's tale? Who was on that? Who was on that track? Fool's tale running back, featuring. Um, uh, oh, that was the Ashanti track. Okay, yeah, I like that track as well. I wasn't a huge fan of um, um, the take because I do not like Chris Brown, um, and I liked Yes Sir. I think Yes Sir was it was all right. I think the Cry wasn't a huge fan of. So yeah, it was it was it what was you, all right. Some of it was this? some of it was was just kind of forgettable. Most of it, the bulk of it, was forgettable. Oh yeah, of course, it's uh, Tory Lanez. What do you really expect out of this? But um, what are you giving it? Like a six. Some nice wallpaper music. Nice, a nice little elevator track. Yeah, like this is playing in the uh, dentist lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll probably give it a six right along with you. I don't. I'm not gonna give it a six and a half. This one doesn't. Really oh, you're get not gonna the... try to one up me on the optimism <laughs> this time? <laughs> no, this um, this is what we call in the the industry. Not good, my friend. I was not really a fan. It was hard to listen to. 
Like it probably took me maybe two or three shots to give it all the way through. Like you want to listen? You want to talk about projects that were hard to listen to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're about to get into we're about to get into some uh, some shit. But uh, we have a uh, we have a guest for this one. Do we? Yeah, um, I'll call him right now. So this individual, he is a Lil Peep stan. He saw the documentary that just came out, and so we're gonna get his take. Um, I refuse to go see that. So we'll let him yeah, uh, describe that. I didn't even that. know it was coming out until I read the description of a career-spanning companion piece to the doc of the same name. And, I, and that's, what, that's when I found out there's a documentary about Lil Peep. There we go. Is this Sebastian? Uh-oh. Sebastian! What is up? Siggy, Hello, Sebastian. You may have known this, uh, this little zany boy as Siggy Sigler, who has sent in many questions here. Um, the, wow, a longtime fan. Yeah, the biggest uh, little peep stan I know. A very raw XD boy, if you will. Hey, hey, hey! Let's not uh, let's not put that term on me. Okay. Is <laughs> it hit a little too close to home? No, 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 no. Uh, so, I do uh, love little peep. Yes, that is a uh, true statement. And so, the, oh, go ahead. so give us the the rundown of the documentary there, Sebastian. Okay. Um, well, I uh, saw the Little Peep documentary. Everybody's everything. It was very good. I love that it had a uh, what was the word that you helped me? Uh, um, chronological. It was very chronological. You, uh, there was so much footage you got to actually so see. What- yeah, what, what was it? A, was what did it, like it revolve he was on around? Tour or was it just like about his life? From when he was in his bedroom making music with his friends to on tour mm. to moving to London to his final tour. And what was the gap between like the first tour and the final tour? Um, he you mentioned something about twenty fourteen. Yes, he had a drug issue. And um, wanted to get away from that, so he moved to London, and that is the gap between his tours. But the 2014 thing was a unreleased video that he never put out. Um, was made for Keep My Cool, and before the screening of the documentary, they played that, and it was. Um, supposedly all shot and edited by peep and it, it looked it looked it looked like it was looked like it was finished um, it looked like it was edited by peep but most likely finished by editors so as a stan of an artist how do you feel about uh after death releases because hmm. um i know a lot of people it's a very torn topic some people call it a money yeah. grab by like the family it's a and then other people say it's for the art and it's what they would have wanted but there are a lot of sit, like circumstances where they've never explicitly been told so and i was talking to you about this earlier if you have an unfinished piece of work and if they did find it like in his laptop or wherever and it wasn't released there's probably a reason why it wasn't released yet so unless like it got sent to mixing and mastering um, beforehand, I don't, my thing is 
I don't really like to see that type of release. It could have been a song that was like completely not finished, not ready for mass consumption. A song that was like not fully written yet. Yeah. Or maybe the song wasn't like he still had layers to go on the production or whatever it may be. Or it was right, the, right. I mean, he it, never it, put you, that final touch. Yeah, you just yeah. I guess you just really never know if the person has died and it's a posthumous release. Um, there's not like the artist is putting liner notes. Because they're the ones that are they're they're working with the music themselves. They know the process. Even with X, they just stitched random verses that he had recorded together to make a full song. Um, That's so, so cheap. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this? And do you have any other insight behind it potentially? Like, because I know that you follow a lot of the like the twitters and stuff like that. I didn't know if there's a little more background or if there's a little history of what the family has said because that was maybe a part of the documentary. Yes, actually, the the beginning part of the documentary was um, for about 15 minutes. It was the mother uh, giving an open statement about um, what the documentary was going to contain and um, where the footage had come from and her thoughts. And honestly, um, in the very beginning, I had heard that this was a cash grab from the mother and then... Um, those had subsided and it had been pointed to ex-girlfriends. But after watching the documentary and doing a little more research, I think that the mother really never had time to grieve in a private way because he was a very public figure. And I don't, think that it's a cash grab but I don't agree with all the decisions that they have made when it comes to releasing his music how do you feel about all of the features that are on there because obviously he wasn't a part of the Mm -hmm. feature process yeah Um, well I have a very if a artist dies unexpectedly and has a lot of music on his laptop, you know, that's uh, still in the process of being released, you know, maybe he has an album coming out and he just, you know, dies, he gets murdered or he or something happens. Unless there was an agreement to have a certain person featured, no one should be featured and it should just be their voice and their thoughts and then they should be remixed after the 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 album first comes out, so then someone can put their input in after without any interference to allow like both versions. The, yeah, um, the original version. And so the uh, album it's uh, titled after the documentary. Um, I read that there uh, it's a compilation album, so like there's older songs from like because I honestly this is the first little peep uh, project I've listened to. Listen to a few of his songs beforehand, just like like loose like singles and stuff like that, a couple music videos, but never a full project. I um uh, this is a compilation, so I heard there's older songs on here, but there's also uh, a few new songs. Do you know which one of those songs are new? Uh, yes, actually, there are uh, one of the new songs that is like Aquafina, um, that I don't really care for. Um, there's a lot of features with this artist. I believe it's Gabs, 
uh, three. Um, never really heard of them before. Um, but some of the old songs would be, um, um, Keep My Cool. That's the original song from 2014 that was never released. Switchblade. Um, side note from the documentary, which I thought was really funny. They were telling a story about how the song Switchblade came out. It goes, Switchblade, cocaine. And they said Peep had just ran into the house and just started shouting that, waking everybody up. And I thought that was really funny. But that Switchblade and Keep My Cool, those are some of the older songs, but Liar, Aquafina, Fangirls, those are older songs, but I kind of recognize Rockstar and Belgium from release music that was, you know, wasn't, you know, but that came out after he passed, but I don't know was supposed to come out. So, what would you give this album? Hmm. Honestly, as a stan, because I know it's going to be objective, so I'm going to take a few points off for you. Um, <laughs> it's already slanted towards them. We're, we're already deducting three points from whatever you give it. <laughs> well, um, it's no come over when you're sober part one, um, and it's no come over when you're sober part two. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, you know, it's it's a good six, uh, six, six eight, you know, not, a not six a point eight or point six eight. two eight, a six or two and eight. <laughs> you gotta no, you, six point eight. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I thought six point eight to a seven point one. You you, know? you have a very wide yeah, range. Yeah, you have a. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your strong range. strong six to a light seven. Okay. Um, so, personally, I also was not a fan of Aquafina, um, nor was I a fan of, um, Ratchets, or any of the tracks with Gabe on them, or any of the tracks, honestly, it sounds like he's, I don't know about uh, Lil Peep and Lil Tracy's relationship, but it seems like from a lot of the songs where they reference, they talk about each other a lot on these songs, so it sounds like they've been together for a minute. I feel like, honestly, yes, they were very original together um um i believe they were after schemer boys um in goth boy click uh after people left schemer boys mm-hmm. he went to goth boy click and i think that's where he met tracy um and they were really tight i feel like anytime you see an ampersand it means that they're closer than like a uh, little ant like the written a word and or like a feature um, I, there wasn't a, I thought moving on was cool. Um, I like some of the production, thought some of the production was interesting, incorporating a lot of like guitar work into it, but overall I'm just not a fan. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just not a fan of peeps singing. That's just me. Um, justice, how do you, uh, okay. Okay. So I don't mind some of the low peep choruses. It is all of the obscene, very scene kid features that he has on here. The very emo, like, screaming. The writing? Not even the writing. Like, any Gabe feature on here? I wanted to shoot myself. I really did. 
Um, it is the RAR XD as far as you can go on the spectrum. <laughs> like if you could be gex? <laughs> if you could be as radical as you, it is the rap hundred gex. Oh no! Oh come on! <laughs> it is as edgy as a rap hundred gex. <laughs> like there, I want to FaceTime or you want to FaceTime, but I have a Samsung. That is a line that we picked out. That's bad. How do you feel about that, Sebastian? You know, honestly, I think most of the features uh, on oh. the album, it's, it's really hard to say uh, peep and trash in the same sentence. But when Gabe is on uh, any of those songs, I think they turn them into trash. And Aquafina with Rich of the Kid, are you kidding me? Like, I don't think they ever would have made a song together if Peep was still alive. That's like the Lil Wayne on the XXX when he pronounces his whole name wrong. Yeah. Um, what are you giving this, Nathan uh, boy? I mean, uh, I don't know, probably like a three. I was going right there with you. So I'll give it like mm-hmm. a... And plus, we took away three of your three of your points when because you're yeah, a stan. I, so you're right I there at a 3.8. Maybe oh, I'll go 3.5 so I can be a middleman. But yeah, it was. I don't know. Maybe I'll check out another project just to I, I see just if this is. A, I'm not like I'm just not a fan. It's not even just the features. I'm just know, not a fan I, of I'm little, a, little a peep. Song? I'm not a fan, but like I feel like my first introduction shouldn't be after he's dead. I get that. Just to give him a fair run, not even because I like the artist, because it wasn't anything that stuck out. That one was very hard to get through. But just to be fair to Lil Peep in general, I might check out a few songs from another project to see like his best rated to see if i don't like him then is like the writing because i'm assuming you've heard you've probably listened to uh, his other projects on repeat are um the writing itself from Lil peep does it sound about on par with his other projects or does it sound um like off or different in some way or does it sound like something that like he would have put like his stamp on and shipped it out you know, that's a great question. I think some of it is a little patchy and just put together to get another song on that album and have it be catchy and get it stuck in people's heads and just be it a peep song. Um, but there aren't too many dramatic differences other than the fact that it doesn't have that... Mm, he Pete feel like doesn't have you know he wasn't always sad in his songs you know he had really happy songs um especially like keep my cool you know that that song was about you know, keeping it cool and times get bad you know but other songs were about partying and you know just being down this album is kind of more lean towards the the trap music that Pete never wanted to become like Lil Pump and Lil Yachty and all those other SoundCloud trap rappers were. Hmm. He was more, you know, I don't really, there's no no one you could relate him to. Was it more like introspective? Because to my ears, a lot of this album, like the writing on it was not, very good it sounded extremely underwritten like a lot of it sounded lazy yeah, very, i didn't know if that was just because he mm-hmm. he literally just didn't it was finish just writing together. it or yeah i i agree it was it, some of it was put together 
um, and sneaking in, you know, older songs, um, kind of like, I think are going to push the sales of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, it is just put together. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, Siggy Ziggler. Uh, is that what you still go by on the social you know, media? I, mean, I, I usually go by Bash. Um, Bash. No, what, what's Siggy, the but... what's the at, my friend? Um, it's uh, oh, man, you got me off guard. Oh my god, uh, you weren't ready for a plug. At Bash Ziggler. B A S S I G L E R. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Sebastian. If we ever have any um any more very raw XD projects to review, I bet you'll be right on top of those. So we might call you again. <laughs> of course. You, you two have a very zany night. Thanks. Well, thank Stay you zany. so much. Thank you for being on the show. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, so we gave that like a three. Yeah, as a three. <clears throat> now let's jump into some uh, also depressing news. Uh, Drake getting booed off of stage <laughs> at Camp Flogna. That, so the memes coming out of this one were glorious. So a little, a little backstory, <laughs> a little backstory for those who are unaware. Tyler, the creator, hosted a uh, an outdoor event, a music festival, if you will. This, I mean, this isn't the first one he's done. He's done multiple. Has he? This is the first one I've heard of. No, he's done multiple. Yeah, I knew the build up to it, but he had a mystery guest slot, mm-hmm. and everybody suspected that it was going to be Frank Ocean. Very reasonable, honestly. Reasonable in a sense, but also Frank barely ever performs live. So I understand why people would think so, but it's not extremely reasonable to assume so. It was reasonable to a point, especially when he started dropping singles leading up to the festival. Mm -hmm. He's dropped two singles leading up to the festival. And then um, in anticipation for his new album... Frank doesn't drop very often. No, he doesn't. He's not. a very seldom boy. It's so very, to have that, it's very sad. Wish he, wish I, wish we had more Frank. So to have that like question mark, all and their close relationship, people thought it was going to be Frank Ocean. Little did they know, not. It was, not. It was <laughs> Aubrey Graham, otherwise known as Drake, and the Six God himself. And let me tell you, those those Thrasher boys with some Vans. They were not a fan of the six guy. <laughs> they weren't appreciating his presence, that's for sure. <laughs> Those Igor stands did booed him off of the stage. And the funniest one, like the meme that I saw, was a video of Drake performing a song. I can't remember which one off the top of my head. But he puts the microphone out to the crowd and nobody replies. Yeah, his face. <laughs> his face. His face was the best thing ever. It was it was this look of like confusion, almost like the most popular kid getting rejected for the first time he's like what like that doesn't that, that doesn't that doesn't happen to me <laughs> yeah like being one of the biggest artists of this generation if not the if, if not the biggest right now having nobody call back to like his own music that's like when i went to uh, the logic concert and they a person put out the mic and it's silas Nobody knows who you are. No, nobody's nobody. Fighting. Nobody knows. But everybody knows who Drake is. Everybody at least has heard of Drake. I, Mike, do you blame the fans or do you blame Tyler? I blame Tyler for not knowing, being self-aware of his audience. I agree. I think while the fans were see, this is the, the thing, fans were rude. The fans were fucking dickheads, and obviously, I don't. I'm, I don't keep it a secret. I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but like. If I saw Drake live, like, 
that is like the biggest artist of our generation and he's got some hits that i like so you know even if he played songs that i wasn't a huge fan of just being in the presence of that would be cool um People are a little entitled to expect it to be Frank, but Tyler could have been a little more self-aware, for sure. It was it was kind of on both parts. Tyler says that it wasn't the entire audience. It was mainly people towards the front, and can, it kind of migrated. I can believe that. The most hardcore people would be in the front. The more, the more hardcore people were in the front, and it kind of migrated throughout the entire crowd. Because once you have, like, even when we were back, um, the VIP for the Bernie rally, they said, hey, you're in the front, you lead the energy for mm-hmm. the entire crowd. So if the people in the front, like, that's why you have a pit at any concert. Like, even if you have, like, a uh, stadium, they like, when we saw um, Kendrick, there was still a pit. And that's, like, the core vibe. And then everything else radiates out outward. So, like, to have those people start booing, it's definitely going to trickle back. Mm-hmm. So a few dickheads plus Tyler not really communicating the best and not being self-aware enough to, like, realize that his fans don't necessarily mix with drake's fans i don't fans? see a ton of crossover crossover fans between tyler the creator and drake no not at all drake is a very pop artist and tyler the creator is like for lack of a better term more alternative so a little out of the box i don't don't see a ton of i'm sure there's some but i don't see a ton of crossover appeal um i also read online that um because I saw some people tweeting about it. People who were at the clamp, the at the event were like, another reason why people were booing, it wasn't just because it was Drake. It was because Drake kept, Drake kept saying, because there was multiple um, guest appearances, like just like random was people Uzi, showing up. And they were ASAP. just, they would play like a, like a couple songs and then leave. But Drake kept going on, like he played more songs than the other ones. And he kept going, oh, just one more song, just one more song. So that's another reason, but still, that's, I mean. To be fair, though, um, I get the fact that, like, the Camp Flogna was Tyler's project. Like, Tyler put it up, he selected all the artists, but some of the other artists that were there weren't necessarily, like, Tyler's crowd either. You did have people like 21 Savage and DaBaby. Those two don't really cross over. I think it was the fact because if Drake was just headlining, I think it would be different because people wouldn't know what to expect. When you have a super surprise guest artist, and then you let start people like creating their own theories, then their own narratives. There's disappointment. There's bound to be disappointment. Also, I feel like, um. I guess I don't feel like anything. That's just what I had to say. It was just very interesting. Um, some of the other artists, like YG was also there. And just like, here, pe- take a little uh, peepski. You do have people that you would expect, but then you also have people that like, it's out of the box. It's not t- Tyler's typical crowd. So to have them mixed, Tyler explained it as like, I brought you guys the biggest artists of our generation and you treated him like shit. I am like disappointed in you guys. So, like, it was more for Tyler, I feel like, because every video you see, Tyler is jamming out. Tyler was excited well, Tyler for... Tyler does a lot of the things for, for himself, yeah. He said he was... The reason, like, Drake had a set list, because Tyler knew what song was coming next. <laughs> Tyler, it's not like... Drake, Drake specifically was doing songs because Tyler wanted to hear them. <laughs> it's not like Drake came on there and was like, well, I'm, I'm going to force them to do another one like let's keep it going 
he had a set list. Every artist in there has a set list. Like he said, next was Hotline Bling. Like Tyler was so excited for Hotline Bling, he really wanted to jam out. Nobody's coming up there and going, let's just let's just uh, have endless mode. As long as the crowd's vibing, we're going. Like that's not how festival. That's not how any concert works. They have their couple songs, and they may deviate one or two tracks depending on the vibe of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're in their set, and it, it was just a. It was funny. It was probably a very humbling thing for him, and maybe it'll Drake lead, needs some humbling. It may lead to some more interesting music from Drake. I don't think. <laughs> I'm not saying the whole event is going to change his whole career, but think about it. You can't, you can't go and have like, it's a, it's a knockdown. It's a knockdown. A little peg off this. Drake seems like he's already over. Did you see that Instagram post? Oh, after he bought, uh, signed a 10 year deal. Yeah. He seems like he's already over it. Well, he, you're also talking about the same guy who had noise complaints from a neighbor and bought their house. He had noise complaints from a neighbor, so he bought their house and bought a second house. And he's still pretty peeved over that Pusha T thing, too. So, <laughs> you know, maybe he won't let it go. Maybe I'm giving too much faith in Drake to let something go. He'll still throw, uh, before, it took a while for him to, and Meek to really yeah, get back. It's true. So, but it was also fans. It wasn't like another artist doing something. So, like, maybe the fact that it was like a- an actual audience doing it to him, but he took it, he took it with a grain of salt. Like, you took it like a champ. Me getting booed off stage? He handled it well. He handled it pretty well. He handled well. it well. Do you think that uh, he'll get booed more often now? Now that one person's done it? No. No. no you no. think? I mean, unless he goes to, like, he does the same exact thing again. Do you think that if he keeps getting uh, booked at Camp Log Knob, that Tyler's audience is just going to keep booing him every year to make it'll it be worse? A, it'll be an annual tradition it's an annual tradition the of boo drake, drake. <laughs> the boo drake's at list there's no way that if he does it again he won't get booed again <laughs> they'll be more obnoxious <laughs> they're going to get more obnoxious i just thought that was something you guys want, might have wanted a little backstory into because you guys see a lot of memes but may have not known the full story nathan boy <sighs> is yes, drake in justice. your is drake in your um your apple replay he is not are you sh- you're you're apple bullshitting we replay actually i am not a single track in, in your apple replay is there drake songs in your apple replay um i actually don't think so <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to call me up then I don't know. I feel like you you hate on Drake so much. I do not hate on Drake so much. Every time there's a Drake album that we review, you hate on him. So I feel like you secretly stand. Like you got something in there. I think the only Drake is uh, the feature on Sicko Mode. I um. Let's break it down. Yeah, there's Let's none um. Of my, there's none of my top fit. So should we start with uh top? Top songs, well, first top artists. Well, first let's give them a little information. How much music did you listen to this year? How many hours? It was uh three something. Yeah. Right now I have seven hundred and fifty hours. Yeah, I have like three seventy five, I think it was. That's a that's a lot of music we got going on. And I'm honestly surprised your number was so low. I was surprised yours was high. Really? Yeah. Cause I think this is I think I figured it out. One, you have it you have the AirPods. Two, you you I whenever I walk in I, you always tend to be listening to music in the shower or while you're doing homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do not do that. Really? You you take silent showers? I do take silent showers. That's creepy as fuck. I do. I basically only listen to music when I have friends over 
or if I'm in my car, or occasionally when I'm like, or or I'll I'll do it when I'm drawing once in a while. But like, if I'm doing homework or I'm just like chilling at home doing something else, like I usually don't just throw music on. And that's more surprising to me than anything else. You so, think that sometimes I need a break from music. Sheesh. Well, I get that, but I figured like maybe you'd put on some chill music instead. Like you'd put on some old throwbacks. I put on NPR or something. Interesting. I'll throw on a podcast every now and then. I. I don't it'll usually be Gary V, but um, yeah, let's. How many songs do you want to break down? Do you want to break down albums first and then go into a few tracks? Let's that do. Um, mm, let's do. Oh, wait. Albums, huh? I did not screenshot the albums. That's a problem. Well, I'll start with. Uh, I'll do a top 10 real quick. Of the albums? Yeah, while you pull up your. Your Apple Replay. And I gotta go to the actual replay. I thought, um, I, I thought I was slick having everything screenshotted. Just go real quick. So at number 10, I have Whack World by Tira Whack with 243 plays. But that one, you know, that one's a little easy because it's only 15 minutes. So you can have that boy. Hey, you hopped on that train late. I was I was, I was, was uh, going through that shit late last year. Yeah. You were sleeping on my girl Tiara. Well, you didn't. You introduced me. Uh, next, surprisingly, is Jesus is King at number nine. <laughs> no! <laughs> With uh, 243. Number eight, we got 1.5 by Amine. And that was actually my 2018 uh, track. You were still bumping that. I'm assuming the beginning of this year, you were still it was probably that. the It was probably closer to the beginning. I haven't really listened to a ton. Next was the College Dropout with 256. Um, fun fact, anytime I'm writing a paper, I listen to the college dropout on repeat. Oh, okay. That makes and sense. that's how I, um, I write every single paper. I don't know. Like, as soon as I put the college dropout on, I don't know if it's like, Hey, I'm going to drop out or it's like just, just the beat, the beats of the tracks, the, the pen, the pen just hits the pad and just flows. My paper's written in like an hour, maybe two, two times through. Um, at number five, we have Revenge of the Dream Chasers. Wait, what was... what was? Oh, no, six. Uh, yeah. My bad. The Falling Man by Duckworth. Okay. Um, with 258. Revenge of the Dream Chasers, 259. We have the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack with 285. Is He Real at number three by IDK. Igor at number two. And then Chase by Aaron May with um, 539 plays. Damn, that's a lot of plays. Is that a short EP or something? It is a, it is a short EP. It is only 11 tracks, 27 minutes, but that was what I listened to the entire time in New York. Ah. The entire, like, anytime, so, like, now, anytime I ride my uh, skateboard around or anything else, I'll just play that. It's a very vibey, quick uh, 11 tracks. Cool, cool. For you, Nathan Boy? (laughs) Number 10 for me was Injury Reserve. Injury Reserve for 124 plays. Nine, Dedicated, Carly Rae Jepsen, 129. What the hell? That was so loud. I didn't mean to do that. That was very disorienting. I was not expecting acid titties to just start blaring out of nowhere. That happens to me every time I start my car. I mean, it's a good track, but Jesus. Um, okay, what was I on? Number eight? Yeah. Number eight, Anger Management, Rico Nasty and Kenny Beats, 133. Seven, Guns, Quelle Chris, 141. Six, All My Heroes of Cornballs, JPEG Mafia, 150. 
Five, thank you next, Ariana Grande, 152. Four, Ginger, Brock Hampton, 203. Three, Bandana, what? No, nothing. Three, Bandana, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, 203. Two, 1,000 Gex, 100 Gex, 220 plays. Number one, Igor, Tyler the Creator, 246 plays. Gotcha. I think all of those came out this year. Who are your your top artists? Top artists? Let's go, um... Yeah, just give me a few of your top artists. I say we just go from the bottom up. The bottom up? Yep. Well, there's a lot. I feel like maybe not as many. Maybe we should... Well, this it's not numbered. That's very unfortunate. Well, it goes... It is... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's just uh, r- rattle them through. Real quick? Real quick. Rapid Real fire? Quick, quick. Rapid fire. Bottom to top? Bottom to top. <clears throat> All right. Starting from the bottom. Yes. Now we're here. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck you. Playboy Cardi, five hours. Thugger, five hours. West Side Gun, five hours. Rico you don't Nasty. need to do the hours. Rico Nasty, Solange, Lizzo, Injury Reserve, 100 Gex, JPEG Mafia, Charlie XCX, Carly Rae Jepsen, Ariana Grande, Quelle Chris, Freddie Gibbs slash Mad Lib, Tyler the Creator, Brock Hampton, and number one, Kanye West. And how many hours for Kanye? 19. 19. Interesting. I'll give you mine real quick. Starting from the bottom, we have Injury Reserve, Father John Misty, Anderson Pack, Jid, Denzel Curry, Darren, Logic, J. Cole, The Baby, Dreamville, Duckworth, Chance the Rapper, IDK, Earth Gang, Frank Ocean, Aaron May, Tyler the Creator, Amine, Kari, and Kanye West at the top. How many for Kanye? How many hours for Kanye? 48 hours. Damn, that's a lot of Kanye. It is. It is a ton of Kanye. And. Just a lot of that's college dropout, isn't it? Most likely. And, uh, yay. Mm. Um, so give me a quick top. This, this 50 for the tracks. Do your top three. Top three tracks that you've listened to in all of uh, 2019 oh, so far. It goes to 100 for the, for the fucking tracks. Yes, it does. Holy shit. Um, <clears throat> just the top three. Top three? Mm-hmm. Number three, A Boy's a Gun, Tyler the Creator. Number two, 80 db cloud 100 gex number one disgusting sugar brockhampton you're a disgusting human did i ever tell you that what i ever tell you you're an awful human being? what are you talking about who listens to 100 gex that much educated people raw xd motherfuckers people who understand the complexities of music composition <laughs> jesus christ um my top three in love by aaron may cleaner air by yeek and Ass and Titties by 21 Savage. But that doesn't count. Um, the reason it doesn't count is because anytime I plug my phone into my car, um, it blares 21 Savage, Ass and Titties. So what's number four? Because that's your real number three. Make It by Aaron May. Okay. But that is our run through. If you have any of the same songs or uh, same artists, let us know. Let, me, let us know how many hours of music you listen to. Let us know, Um, you know, fucking... Anything else? Any of your... Take us some screenshots and DM it to us. We'd like to know. I'd like to get a little a little grip on that. But Nathan Boy... Damn, you know what's sad? What? New Connie album dropped, and only one fucking track is in my my most played. It's Follow God. Of course it is. It's gotta be. <sighs> but it's sad. Um, oh, you know what? I thought I listened to more Billie Eilish. I thought I listened to that album more. Apparently I didn't. Nathan... It's a good album. We're at 43 minutes. You want to wrap it up here and maybe do a bonus later on with some other news? 
What else do we have left? We got the... We have the animation news with Disney Plus. We had the oh, one yeah. gotta go. Um... Yeah, I guess we can do a bonus, huh? We can, we can drop a bonus later on. We got some extra time. But you guys have been listening. Um, we'll give you a part two to this bad boy because you don't want to listen to a two-hour Zany Boy episode. Let's get into more bite-sized pieces for you. Make sure you hit that little follow button or subscribe or whatever the case may be for your preferred platform so you can get that part two right in your feed. Right, a little notification, a little ding. But, uh, ding, ding, ding. Nathan, where can they find you, my friend? You can find me, um, at Twitter and Instagram at it's me, MC Nathan. And Justice, where can they find you? They can find me at SwiftJustice5. And make sure you go follow Kanye up on Instagram and Twitter at Kanye up. If you're not, shame on you. Shame on you. You owe us that much. And if you are now because I've shamed you, you have been unshamed. And thanks for some new listeners. You know, we got a few new follows this week and we're gonna just keep rattling them off you know we're gonna keep going on kindly set us up until we make it and if we never make it we'll die trying yeah we been, will die trying we will honestly <laughs> i will i will do this until i croak because we gotta we gotta go on top case up to the grave so <laughs> i'm gonna have zany boy on my tombstone don't doubt me but make sure that you join the zany fucking boys become a zany boy or and girl yeah. or whoever you identify yeah. a zany zany, a zany is, you yeah. i love you and stay zany you stay zany until yeah. next week a bye bye oh uh, okay that's it don't clap afterwards um uh, there's no need uh, i know that was great it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.